turn, Grand Piero. Aurora Symphony's clear, though, with 100 left to go. He's won two Launceston Cup. Add the Hobart Cup to it. Aurora Symphony comes on to win the Cup easily, wins by two and a half. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm in studio with John Walter off the back of Valentine's Day. How was it? I just sent through apologies at about 10 a.m. And uh, yeah, sorry, not this year, maybe next year. And she's yeah, sweet with it. So, I've got I've, away again. 15 years of Valentine's Days. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it goes quick. Yeah, I, uh, I've postponed to a lunch tomorrow, so I'm off the hook. DK, how are you, brother? A good, yeah. Now, after uh, what have we been married for? 16, 17 years and been together 20 something years. Finally, finally, she never said a word. Never said before. Every year I say it's put on by the <laughs> flower shops and the media and this crap and you want to go and crash into people, full restaurants, paying 300 a head and all this for what on a Tuesday night. So I just went this year just hoping she never said anything. She never said nothing. So beautiful. She's, I hate I got her birthday she's, and she's big on birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas. She wants something. So finally got her out of Valentine's Day. Magnificent. My five-year-old came home crying that he didn't get anything yeah. from anyone. Like they're, they're, they're working on him early, aren't they? Why isn't racing running down this path, getting the five-year-olds coming home saying, gee, she's that horse went huge on the weekend. I'd be I'd be proud then. Nico, yeah. anything anything post-Ballarat? Any uh, holding hands, Valentine's Day action last night? No, dinner? Was, uh, did you go to Ballarat, did you? No, I didn't head oh. out there, actually. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty quiet for me. So, um, no, we... Uh, we sort of did it Tuesday night, so. Oh, love it. yeah. Well, you're in the yeah, in the infancy. You're in the honeymoon. Early. You're in the honeymoon period, right? You got <laughs> you're going to go big. Valentine's Day and oh mate, watch it. What Mellum, Mellum and J Carr. There was the announcement. Oh, they yeah. get engaged. So yeah. one on Valentine's Day and all the all the young lovey doveys all expressing their love on the Insta and all that. Uh, that was a hate. But there, there was one. There was a result for the good guys there yesterday. Nico, race four. I mean, apart from the great story with Shay Keating, did you back it into you? No. You didn't? No, I wasn't. Jeez, I would have thought if anyone did the form on that race, if anyone did the form on that race and you didn't come out with it on top and it's got the money and they, you know, had survived the old data blokes knocking the prices off when they first go up or they seem to do all the, on all these things, it, the price just hung there. So um, I would have thought um, into you off, uh, I thought, thought plenty of people would have backed it yesterday, including this little black duck. So, um, yeah, good result. Beautiful little mini trumpet to start uh, proceeding. Oh, well, I thought no, that's what I mean. You wouldn't have to get a tip if you did. I tell you something. If you did the form on that race and you didn't have any on top, and you're a form analyst or something, oh, my suggestion is you probably should be doing something else. Oh wow! Yeah, the best bet boys found it as well. But um, did Nico find it? I just want to know if he needs to be doing something else. No, I, I didn't find it. So, yeah, up you go, Nico. Find something else, son. <laughs> <laughs> Walk out the door for me. <laughs> and I was too busy scratching around at Gawler. I didn't didn't get time for that one. But um, little Valentine's Day present for all the racing fraternity. Uh, the Queen has spoken. Gay Waterhouse and Uncle Chris has sort of stepped in as well. And the Rose Hill uh, sale is uh, has hit the skids. I, you've been saying this a while, uh, Walt, about um, this uh, this. I don't know, like it's a money pit, a money pit, or a uh, a bit of a black hole in. Um, Budgets up in New South Wales, and uh, this sale is probably the only tip of the iceberg. We've just seen an interesting article from uh, the Straight, Bren O'Brien, former editor of uh, Racing.com, and he um, listed probably half a dozen um, investments that New South Wales have purchased that haven't acted on. So there's Scone, Cessnock, there's a couple of um, properties that were bought uh, for to you know rehome horses off the track for welfare things. There, sort of six and seven years down the track, and nothing's happened there. Um, and it looks like the 
New South Wales' plan is to just, I guess, boost themselves out of this debt hole by selling off the big asset. And luckily, um, Gay Waterhouse and it sounds like um, most of the members are up, up in arms and finally realising that there's a big black hole in these budgets and Chris Waller joined the chorus and they're, they're pretty... They're pretty peeved off about the whole situation. It's finally um, coming to a head. But um, we've sort of been talking about this sort of iceberg that's been approaching for a long time. And obviously, we feel it on the wagering side of things. But um, there's no surprises our end, is there, What JW? The only surprise is probably it was Rose Hill instead of Canterbury. I think everyone thought it'd be Canterbury that would plug the gap. But um, yeah, there's like there's obviously big grants attached to some of those big purchases as well. You know, I think they were, we buy this the state puts in and we build this and none of it's ever happened. Uh, all these big properties that they say and, you know, assets and we're building our assets and for, you know, rehoming. It's nearly impossible to get a horse into that system unless you're, uh, you know, the right people. So there's just no transparency in anything and I guess everyone's kind of tired of it and it's good to see that, you know. Um, Waking for well, the fog. Yeah, and and to be fair, you know, if it was if it's if it's me or if it's you know, I'm not going to just pluck a name, you know, Jason Coyle or someone who's, you know, not uh, doesn't have any pull in the industry coming out against and and bringing things to light. You know, nothing's ever going to happen. So it's good to see the heavyweights. Yeah, the heavyweights and and surprising, obviously. Like, um, yeah, Chris's speech was pretty pretty level. I thought like he was. bringing certain things to light. He was complimentary of other things that have happened along the way, you know, like he, he seemed from the heart, which is great to see. Mm. And it, uh, I think they got similar turnover concerns as well down in um, down in Victoria. So the extra race is just masking the, the decline. So I think it's down 10% or it's only just covering its base and it, it's costing more money to put that if extra race you're leaking, on. your boat's leaking and you, you keep manufacturing the same boats and keep putting them on the river to cover, you know, it's just going to keep leaking. So... I don't understand the thought process behind extra races, extra meetings. Um, Terry Bailey uh, came, we had there was an interview during the week and he said, I probably got myself in trouble here where he was talking about, you know, just benchmark 58s up the wazoo, bloody 2,000 metre maidens on in showcase meetings, just races that he, who, you know, he's he is the target market. He just loves racing. He loves betting. I guess I just get depressed looking at the races and don't want to bet. So that's how, you know, the, the majority of people feel, I think. Yeah, so the, the clock's def- definitely uh, ticking and uh, there's a really good article, I think, uh, or a really good interview if you haven't heard the Gay Waterhouse sort of uh, interview with Michael Felgate. Trav Noonan's uh, tweeted, I think we've retweeted it from our account. So nice little snapshot there. Not sure if you boys have got anything to add. With the extra race, like it was supposed to come in and be like an aspirant race, challenger, kind of spread the prize money, you know, to the trainers. And I think aspirant, you kind of have more than five winners in town and the challenge is a certain amount of runners in town, I'm pretty sure. But that I haven't really seen them since the start of the spring. Like they're pretty few and far between those races and they've just turned into, you know, a benchmark 70 here and a benchmark 70. Like even on Saturday, there's a few of those uh, lower class races starting the card. And then there seems like, like looking at the program, we had a horse win – on Sunday in the Valora Cup. Mm. It was a 2,200 metre benchmark 70. There was a 2,200 metre benchmark 64 on the same day. Then there was a race in town for him on Saturday. There's a 2,200 metre benchmark 70 again at Bendigo this Saturday, the Moron Cup. And there's a 2,000 metre 64 at Mooney Valley. Like, there can't be that many of those horses around. Like, yeah. they got to look at the program. And, and then you'll probably races. be three weeks down the track and there won't be a race on the calendar for him for a month. Yeah. Something, you know. 
Um, anyway, that's good. But uh, oh, I'll look just... at like race one at Flemington on Saturday. Like, there's just no depth to that race. There's so many of those two thousand meter races. Like, Who's... and people are just looking at them like, what do you what do you want to bet on here? Like, they're they're not really driving wagering yeah. those kind of races, are they? Like, no. I think an aspirant where you get a full field or something is probably more interesting to do the form on than a race where they're just going around. First race at Randwick on Saturday is the Switzerland. Uh, Shangri-La Express and two or three other really good two-year-olds that will all probably play some sort of part in the slipper you know, market at least after the race. Mm. It's the first race. Then you go like highway, midway, horrible. The last two races are absolute tripe. Even just lining up the – like that that race should be a part of the – I didn't say it's a two-year-old race, but it should be somewhere deeper into the card, not first race of the day. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Mm, a lot of head scratching and I think there'd be a lot of nervous people in uh, the admin roles that have just sort of been cruising for a while or – just turning a blind eye to just sort of the wrong wrong sort of thing. So, yeah, definitely need to shake up and I think it's coming. Blind. There's a heap of like the fields we've got Saturday, positive. there's a heap of positives. It's just, just too much product. It's just too much. Just need to carve it back. Mm. And a different solution to uh, Rose Hill. So, anyway, watch this space. And I think a couple of big meetings are coming up in the next uh, few weeks. So I think there's one on the 27th and 28th, so the Tuesday, Wednesday of February, um, around the same time as we got the stream. And it'll be interesting to see if PVL uh, spends his time at those meetings or makes comment about the situation. He's been um, deathly quiet about it. And it sort of coincides with the Saturday uh, NRL uh, Vegas trip. So, not sure. Uh, how he's going to go with that and it just seems like the jungle drums are beating over in the NRL world because um, Ben Eichen and uh, the, the, he's well, in he's court with the NRL two, he's in yeah. court with uh, all the TAB and he's in court with all the all the states so he's and under he's a fair bit of pressure I would have thought Rose Hill sale and the Vegas trip 200 million spend coinciding yeah same so event yeah so, his phone's going to be ringing Interesting stuff. On a positive note, I think this is probably the best story of the week was uh, probably Cabalus, $300,000 secondhand uh, horse on the English sale after Cornwall paid $1 million. That's pretty. That's as, as sweet as life gets for the crew at Derby Racing, I would have thought. It was weird. I remember we were talking about it at the time. Like he ran against Estrella, that thing that came out and won well on Saturday. We were talking way back then about how that was going to be a, a really strong race. And then it was like Wallace sort of half ran the horse into the ground, sort of kept towing it which was very unusual for him and it was you know important owners to his stable we couldn't really work out what he was doing with this horse because he sort of just kept running it up and back he tripped backed it up one week and then it was on English we're like what the hell and there there you know the rumors that had a few little issues the horse and to the big man's credit he's got hold of it and uh you know I don't even think JP was that blown away with him first up Mm. but um and again it was a bit of a funky race the other day he had uh you know fitness edge and the way the track was playing things, he was probably, you know, right spot, right time, but he, he blew him away and, and now, you know, hopefully they've they've got a really good horse on their hands. What'd you make of your your boyfriend, what Tom Kitten? I thought he went huge. Um poor old hippo. I think it's been overblown. Poor old bugger. He's been in Twitter everywhere and Social media losing the ride on Storm Boy, but he lost the, the ride on Storm Kitten about an hour later. Tom Kitten. So Tom Kitten as well. So uh, Storm Kitten. But uh yeah, I thought it went huge through the line it was just that ugly run race and the other one probably up the fence our uh, other boyfriend was a classic legend he just sort of didn't get his chance and i don't think things suited him there but pretty much everything except for probably griff got at least a tick um yeah but 
Tom Kitten, once he, I don't know what his race is going to be. It's going to be at least a mile. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely getting uh, hotter at the moment, and uh, something. Well, Nico's very hot down in Tassie, and as I said before, twenty eighth of February, we're going to do a uh, a hump day, a mid week stream. We're going to be a ripper. So uh, Nico's going to do Launceston. He'll have his eye on Sandown. I'll help him with the Sandown form as well. He'll be busy. Uh, Gawler was good to us yesterday in the Syndicate, and uh, I'm enjoying the Adelaide form at the moment. Donnie will have something to do, but and uh, Walt will Skype in from his dungeon if he's got anything from Rose Hill. So good support cards there. Top water up for it, and uh, Nico's up for it. So have to dust the cobwebs off and uh, see if we can uh, stay awake for six hours on the stream. It's going to be a beauty. When was the last one? Was it the Masters? I think stuff? I think we had a little bit of a crack at the Wolf Den boys. Did we? Did we, have a, did we go? That never happened, did it? No, we did, didn't we? On SA oh, Derby yeah, Day. Derby Day. Yep, yeah, SA Derby Day. Did we stiff. go? It was very stiff that day. I think we just were all in together. Didn't we load up the thing that ran second in the derby or something? Yeah, Can't promises remember. kept. Yeah. Yeah. Kings and Dan I were tipping it huge and huge run, but just Duncal beat us. Duncal, the Dunkel, line Dunkel, finder. Dunkel, Dunkel, our line Dunkel. finder from early days. Exactly. So anyway, that's going to be an absolute cracker and uh, something to look forward to on a Wednesday. So uh, maybe call in sick that day or just have it on the second screen at your office or everyone works from home now anyway, or a lot of people do. So uh, you can follow via the app and um, we'll put a little telegram group out as well so you can uh, follow all the bets if uh, you're stuck out of range. Uh, Donnie is uh, seeing him okay at the moment. He had uh, Love Empire last week. Uh, the syndicate's sort of steady. We had a couple of sick beats. Warrior Falls at $23 in the South. Port Tycoon um, would be nearly back to uh, back to par if uh, those horses had lob. But uh, yeah, I think we've uh, backed about six or seven winners in the last week, so uh, definitely on the right sort of trend there. Walt, uh, both of you boys have got bulk rain coming thirty mil between or thirty to forty mil between now and Saturday. Yeah, and it's well, it changed from tomorrow sort of hammer down to now sort of twenty both days, which is not great because you know you can normally dodge one storm potentially, but back to back might be. Nasty. Hopefully, it just stays in the six range or something like that. Which you know, they, I don't think they put any water on it, surely. So it'll cop a little bit of rain, and hopefully, it doesn't rain race day. So hmm. very tricky for horses first up, and again, like, it could be some with a little bit of fitness edges and things like that. So uh, tricky stuff. Hobart was good for you on Sunday, Loudmouth, and uh, the Cup was pretty straightforward. Lamber uh, Aladdin, Aurora's Symphony, and uh, Aurora's was uh, a dominant winner down there for Simon Watt, who's. Going okay still. And, uh, yeah, Flemington's got a, a deluge rain. I'll just have a quick look at uh, some of the features at Flemington. Uh, they're pretty big uh, lead-up races for the rest of the spring, so I think they warrant some attention. And then, DK, uh, you've been on fire. I think you're two from two and looking for a hat-trick from your early stuff. So early shoppers uh, were licking their lips, so it pays to uh, jump on the podcast early before uh, we send the email out. So make sure you're listening each week because uh, DK doesn't mind going off early on the Packenham or the Thursday uh, night card. Uh, Top Sport Steamers uh, found Australia, uh, and then you rubber stamped it too off out of your uh, chat room uh, too, Walt. So you got out of your lane and uh, gave it the old press, and it won with a leg in the air. So it was a nice little get out for a few punters there. Top Sport obviously do the stream, so make sure you support them. They've got uh, best of the best to win 5,000 all group one races. So they're still attacking, and they're Australian-owned and operated. So make sure you bet local with those boys and support them as they support us. And... Yeah, they've been uh, trying to fight the fight in terms of all the um, yeah the taxes and the wagering and sort of head of the game in terms of uh, the best possible outlook of the game. So make sure you get around Top Sport and give them a good run. As I said, Nico, you got uh, problems too down at Flemington. The weather, Nico, fifty up to fifty mil until Saturday. I don't think that's true. What are you I talking about? There was no rain on the forecast. 
I'm looking 25 and 26 the next two days, mm. so I think we'll be sweet. Okay, I might be uh, barking up the wrong tree. But, <laughs> the wrong um, forecast, Kurt. It's clear, yeah. clear here. 26, 27, 27. Might be looking at the wrong flame. You might have looked at it 10 minutes ago. It does change pretty often. Yeah. Anyway, if it's not bushfires, power outages, there's something going on. But, uh, Nico, show us the way in uh, in race number four. Who dares is a favourite here, $4. Circle of five, $4.20. Up and under, $6. Magnus Spin, $6.50. Bell Saviour, $7. Greenbelt, 9 Rumble again, $17. Uh, Coco, $21. Turbo, uh, Turbio, $21. Grassy Samigo, $21. Uh, favourite here, Who Dares, very short, $4. is a big query for mine, but... The horse you're going to shine some light on is uh, the Queen's old horse, Circle of Fire. I don't know if she's still got it, Nico, but here it is in the uh, purple. Tipping she doesn't red, still have it. Red. <laughs> you can't say red. Red sleeves. Just working his way outside horses here. The King's horse. Uh, this yeah, horse actually King. ran in the, the Queen's vase. Um, they set him on a bit of a staying campaign in over the summer or over the uh this, the period of uh, big racing there in Ascot, and uh, I'm not sure he's a real stayer. This horse, this was over a mile. This is only a maiden. We no, no idea what he beat, but um, I could see why they they sort of bring him out to Australia off the turn of footy showed on this occasion. I thought this was a a really big win. I went back and sort of went looking for a replay because his trial probably wasn't much to look up into. Um, just ran into the heat okay at Caulfield, but he ran up backsides late. So. I thought that was a very impressive win from a horse that um, he's only had one win at the mile. Then they stretched him out last campaign. Started $9 in the Queen's Vars. Um, the second horse there was St. George, who was high up in Melbourne Cup betting. And the more you dig through his form, he's sort of got that form around um, Valiant King and a few of those other runners um, that come out for the Cup. So he's definitely got the group class sort of staying form over there. Um, you got to get sort of uh, a bit creative here. You know, first up over a mile. Uh, the trial was good, but yeah, as I said, you probably didn't learn a whole lot there. Drawn barrier number one, uh, market's going to be pretty telling late, but I did think it was a race where who dares is probably a little bit chinky getting out to 1,600 metres, does bring in the best form with the second of Jimmy Star, and then where do you kind of go looking after that? Um, maybe Magnus Spin, Circle of Fires on debut here in Australia, so it's up and under. Up and under is drawn 14 of 13. Uh, Circle of Fire draws one, so I think he's going to get a better run in transit. And I just think he could be quite a smart horse. So uh, looking through the four lines and just how impressive he was on that debut win, I kind of get the feeling he's not a stayer uh, just with that turn of foot he showed. And they might have stretched him out last campaign just to get him to a race like the Queen's Vars, given his connections. Um, so, yeah, brought out by Ma Eustace and well, Kira Ma just now. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. I don't know if you had any thoughts there, DK. Um, maybe not your wheelhouse yeah, looking at my wheelhouse. European maidens, but gee, it was an impressive win nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, it was. It looked at what I saw there looked all right, the naked eye, but I didn't know. I didn't have a look at this one. I didn't see it on the – see you were tipping in it in the run sheet, so I – I uh, bypassed this one. I haven't got anything for you there. I think they're the two horses of interest for me, five and six, up and under in Circle of Fire. I'm going to let you, Nico, from the yard and uh, the market sort of tell the story. Well, the, the first day. up and Ma first up. Oh, my God. That'll be the key, That probably the market there, like how how firm they are late, a horse like Circle of Fire. But, um, yeah, I think everything we've seen, it could be just a smart horse here and he just strikes a very winnable benchmark, 84 on debut in Australia. So they haven't missed him like sort of – Two or three years ago, it might be eight bucks. Now, now he's right into four dollars. But um, yeah, I think if he's if he's got a positive sort of market push, and we we give him a bit of a push from the yard, I think he's definitely probably one of the more interesting runners on the day, and and a horse that um yeah I could get keen on with a, a few things that line up. So something a bit different there, but uh, he looks like a talent. Mm, D Lane jumps off. Who dares? 
uh, onto the Waller horse. So, Does he yeah. ride for Waller a lot? I was just thinking that. I was just saying. Dean Lane Waller, I don't see that much. but he has a he's, on, he's on Vilnius tomorrow night. And he's, a little bit recently, yeah. yeah. yeah he rides, he's been riding the Maidens down here. Oh, I don't mind that uh, angle, Nico. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it all plays out from the yard and we'll bet with confidence from then. Race 10 is the other one, the York Trophy. Some odd, oddly named races here. What was it? The Royal Ascot and then now the York Trophy. Benchmark 84 here over 1,400. Race 10, last leg of the quaddy. Uh, Punch Lane, $2.60. Bel Air, 480 Helix, $8.00. Dual nominated in Adelaide. Meredith, uh, $11.00. Lloyd Kennewell, over at the Super Bowl. That also caught my eye as well. Here's our Bonneville, $12.00. Jenny Lala, $14.00. Master Montaro, $16.00. Lantua Ruby, $20.00. Aaron Bay is $21.00. Poland, $26.00. And uh, that rounds us out. Punch Lane uh, bounced back into good form last start, Nico. Yeah, well, he put up Lame out of um, the race at Sandown. I sort of half took him on a little bit this day, and we found the second and third horse, and he was just way too good for him in the end. Uh, Mark Zara went on board here. Uh, they put, I think they put the bubble cheeker on potentially in this run and just loved the way he put away the field. This is a big step up in grade, um, but he drops in weight down to 56 kilos, and if he replicates this performance from a data point of view, if he runs up to this figure again, he probably will just win again. So uh, dominant performance, love the way he sort of attacked through the line there. And then you've got a race where, again, where do you sort of go looking if you're not with him? Belair, I heard on the radio, they're going to ride him very cold from the barrier with the blinkers off to get him to hit the line. Um, Helix has got very intertwined form with Belair. I think Belair's a better horse. Master Montaro's got a sticky map, so does he's our Bonneval. So it kind of leads all roads to Punch Lane, who keeps Zara, should get a nice run just in behind the speed. Getting to Flemington looks a big tick for this horse, nice big straight. Um, I'd love a bit better than 260. I think he's probably quite short at the moment. Um, it'd be a price I'd be happy to take. You've just declared him. I've just got to wait. I think you'll get better. Right? I, I'm just going to wait and just sort of think, 280 or 290 we might get on the day, hopefully. There might be some resistance, which was my first thing when I looked at it. I, I love looking against favourites who are off the PR off their last run. It's a starting point, right? Because they've had all possible favours, the way the track was playing, everything like that, okay? So there might be some views along that. So then you have to overcome that. And he's a really nice horse with upside. Um, looking for him to get to Flemington, looking for him a blending run, what he can do. And I think the key there, and Zara said it after he got off there, was giving him one with the left, right? He said, when I gave him one with the left, that's I didn't have to give him another one. He was soft as butter late. So if he gets up him early or late with the left, he might just take off and put him away, especially with that weight. That's right. And then where do you go? We know. We've seen Helix heaps lately. We've seen Bel Air heaps. You know, the others have got sticky maps. So he's still got plenty of upside. He's only got the one blemish. Apart from that, he's had two very soft wins either side, plenty more in the tank. So, um yeah, but I, I think there might be a little bit of resistance there with our well, he's, the PR. Yeah, he's you know if you really want to dig deep, he probably doesn't have a lot of strength to his form, which I think a lot of people be looking at. It. Well, two forty five top sport went up like he did get beaten a benchmark seventy two starts ago, and he only won a seventy last start. Now he's uh, a long way up in grade to an eighty four here. So I think there, given that, there might mm -hmm. be some resistance in the market, but he's just a. He's a horse with a bright future by the looks of things. So uh, yeah, hopefully a little bit of a drift, and we'll bet up. That's <laughs> just that what. Isn't that what Gordo says? Let there be resistance. Let there be resistance. I'm still backing it. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Flemington race 10, number eight, uh, Jenny Lala, Nico. Have you seen her uh, Cranbourne yep. Barrow I thought trial? she was... Can she, can she take the next she step She may be one of the dangers here. Uh, she was really good winning first up last campaign in benchmark 84 grade. Um, 
yeah, she's she's a mare with uh, quite a, another one that's got probably a bit of a future, but maybe over further. I didn't mind the trial, but um, it probably wasn't the strongest trial heat over the thousand meters there. I know Sage Magique was in it, but flossing in a few others, um, yeah, probably you know it's probably yeah again not not the strongest heat, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind the trial, but I just thought maybe a little bit further for her, but she might be the the black booker to come out of the race, so. Um, yeah, if you go away looking from punch lane, there's just not much in it. Like she, she could, you could have her second pick just cause she, she might just have a lot stronger form than a few of the other runners. I just sort of looked at her and I can remember her first up, last up being pretty impressive. So I thought she could be a bit of a fly in the ointment at a uh, big price and old, uh, Tony Otto Bray might come out swinging and back at her win a million bucks or something, something wild like that. But, um, be good to see that sort of pull off as well and uh, take the bookies money. But, um, Cracking uh, race, but punchline the way for you, Nico. As I said, Nico's back on the Manningham Mail. was there yesterday, um, struck gold early, uh, getting the $1.60 shot beat back the $12 chance. So that set up the day pretty well for you, Nico. But you're back on deck at Flemington, your favourite place, uh, Saturday. And I'd recheck the weather, and yes, I was I was incorrect there. It was It's, it's definitely fine and sunny, so. Bit of egg on face I wish here. we were wrong about the Sydney one. It looks like it's hosing at Rose yeah. Hill. I just saw Storm Boy <laughs> win a trial by about eight, and it's uh, and it's hosing down there. They might need an arc mm, instead oh, for yeah. Sydney. Fingers crossed it doesn't hit Randwick. Beautiful uh, lead-up races, feature races at Flemington. Uh, I'll leave Eagle Farm for our uh, our subs and Adelaide. I oh, will be betting in both areas, but. Um, the CS Hayes Stakes is an absolute uh, cracker. It's a springboard for uh, the Guineas and a couple of big races here. And odds courtesy of Top Sport. King Colorado is the favourite here at three dollars. Uh, Otago is four forty. Riff Rocket six fifty. Verdad nine fifty. Run Harry Run eleven. Hey Fat Cat. Uh, Robbie just doing Robbie things here. Eleven dollars. Uh, a two brute fifteen. Townhouser eighteen dollars. A more twenty six ambassadorial uh, twenty six cat for our. $26 Amigo, and then Flying Valley are uh, well out the gate. Two replays here we're going to have a look at. First one is uh, King Colorado. Absolutely no intent here, and, geez, zip time to the line really well. Uh, we'll say it again. This is the horse that Walt found it a zillion to one in the uh, the JJ Atkins. So, Nico, question, how how far forward was he this day, and what do you, lo- what do you think of him as a type? Oh, I love the return from the yard. Um, gee, he looked he looked really well, just within himself. Um, love the way he's come back. He's probably strengthened up a bit since his spring campaign. He definitely had a lot of improvement to come from a fitness point of view, and the way that race shape worked out, I think he was actually kind of suited. How it was a bit of a rolling gallop. He he probably has the best um, stamina of a few of those horses, and I think that came right into play late. So. Um, Yes, this is an interesting test for him. Though. He's going to have to go back from the draw. You think he's got 59.5 kilos. Uh, he's, he hasn't won since the JJ Atkins. He raced well throughout the spring, but he wasn't the star three-year-old. Maybe that first up run is the riding on the wall. He has improved, but uh, I thought it was a little bit sticky for him. And at around $3, it's probably not a race I'm going to get too involved in, but I, I thought he was a little bit short. I don't know what you thought, DK, but I just... Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, no, I've seen similar thoughts. Yeah, I was sort of with the map. He's going to have a little bit against him. So um, there's a few nice up-and-comers in this race. So... Uh, hmm. Let's yeah. have a look at the tr- – What's the- he could be like a derby horse potentially? What are they actually aiming at? Like a King second 2,000-meter horse. Yeah, it's a gutsy play taking oh, in, in two know. to one. I'm not convinced he's 2,000 guineas. Are they going to guineas, all these things? Australian guineas, yeah. And hmm. then on from there, but I they guess. Probably but they'll probably want further. They'll probably want further and they're staying at 1,400. Well, anyway. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of fresh, good horses coming. Jesus, and Etu Brood, I thought, went like a rocket. It did. Let's have a look at the trial of Atago. 
Nico, talk us through this one. Yeah, in the uh, the roll of dice racing colours, just coming down the middle. I love roll the dice. <laughs> it was it was a trial where there was a few nice horses. Bastelina's out the back. I thought she were warmed up okay for the vanity. My slight knock with the target is he hits the lead here and he gets uh, asked for a bit of an effort and he just lays in again. He did the same he did thing that. at Flemington. Flemington. He got to gave us all a heart attack. Got to his mates and then he didn't go <laughs> past him. Obviously, he puts him away quite easily there and he did it on debut as well. He put the field away, but I just don't know if he's. The season, as a few of the other horses, mm. like he's obviously got a lot of raw ability. Um, I think he gets the best run in the race from barrier number three. It's just, yeah, like, can he do that against these horses and potentially give, like, he's obviously not running to his best if he's wanting to lay in um, and not reaching his full potential. Can he do that? And, you know, King Colorado and Riff Rocket for her dad. That's right. You know, they got proper, proper form from mm. last campaign. So. Mm. Oh, he's he's a fascinating runner as well. So I, I thought it, I thought Verdad was probably the bomb-proof horse. It's just where there is like a trial like a jet, didn't it? Yeah, tried really well. It's just where the four first up back from a derby's what he's looking for. But he'll probably get the right run as well. It's a it's a great race. It is. And it goes. We said it, it, it brute. I mean, it was as far as the maiden winners go. It was come back a different horse, gelded, just reeling off what it did the other day at Sandown. Hey, Fat Cat was a funny run the other day when he wouldn't go out of the gates and stuff like that, but. He wants further, but geez, I've watched his last hundred the other day. So, um, and I no. think Big D kind of once he missed the start, there wasn't a lot of intent. No, no, you want to see the stewards report? Around. They called him in. There's a big paragraph in there saying, "What the hell are you doing?" Robbie, he, Robbie wanted him to lead. <laughs> He's fucking last. I think he might have had the, too already. Had the thought that they might back it up. Yeah. Why would why would you do that to with a horse like AFAC? I just I'd probably just try and iron out these little. Um, issues he's got as a young horse, I suppose. The more he goes to the races, the more he irons him out. Maybe that maybe he's thinking. But Robbie was never never shy to keep running the music. Deep end as well. I thought there'd be easier targets in the the group too. While the horse has still got training wheels on, but um, yeah, anyway, it, it, as you say, DK, it is it is Robbie. Verdad was an interesting runner for me, but I I thought I thought it'd be um, if they bet four dollars King Colorado. I think I'll be launching. I think this horse is an out and out fourteen hundred meter horse. I thought he was huge. Um, in the Wink Stakes behind Fangirl, Princess Grace, Zaki, Hinged, all that form's much better than any of these. I thought Otago was a little bit chingy. I thought Otago was looking for a mile already, if not 2,000 metres. I think this is going to be far too short for, for him. And uh, he looked okay beating those horses at Flemington a month ago. But um, I think King Colorado would pick him up and, and carry those sort of horses. And I just think they've gone the wrong way with King Colorado out to 2,000 metres. I think he's um, more sort of 1,200, 1,400, and 1,600s. He's sort of out of limit. I think he's a really good horse, this horse, and he just did that Caulfield Guineas run all on guts and determination. He's an absolute trier, this horse, I think, but um, he just needs to come back in troop. And, gee, if he can't win this 1,400-metre race on Saturday, um, I'm just sort of barking up the wrong tree. I, yeah, I've nearly got him marked as a complete moral. That's uh, that's me. Uh, Flemington race eight, the Lightning Stakes, over 1,000 metres. <clears throat> Imperatriz is all the rage here. Dollar uh, eighty, one ninety into a dollar eighty. Private Eye five dollars in from six. Uh, Bella Nipatina five fifty in from ten dollars. So absolute caving job that one. I am unstoppable seven dollars. Cylinder eight fifty. Espiona seventeen dollars. Astrologist twenty six and Rich Fortune one oh one. So wow, ten into five fifty is a massive move, and I know it is a top sport steamer. So someone has said that the ten dollars is completely incorrect, but let's look at the trial. How could you put up ten dollars? Well, did you not have to off? be having like a an epileptic fit to put up ten dollars? <laughs> she was dead set the best horse nearly in the spring. 
Imperatrice, Bellini Patina, and I'm unstoppable in this one. Okay. Yeah, I think the the key talking points in Peritris, like Bellini Patina, I'm unstoppable, both look pretty good. But um, but the, the connections that come out and said she's just potentially, you know, at her home track probably didn't put in. The jump out at Mornington was really good. Yeah, that had, was that was her. That was her trucking to the line. And- yeah. Gee, she was flogged midtown boss. It's always so. something. So if she gets beat on the weekend, then people are going to, you know, you want to steal yourself, don't you? Like, it's, uh, that's going to be in the back of the mind of all punters taking the short, though. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? It's not it's not an ideal preparation of wanting to be right. launching into a dollar eighty because it's going to be there in the back of your mind. So I have watched a few of her trials in New Zealand. I did see some commentary on Twitter that that can be her sometimes. Oh, okay. Like, she's all not right. the best a- trial. Like, she doesn't set the world on fire at the trials over there a few times. So... I did watch a trial over there and she just kind of poked around. She was good for the line in one of them, but um, yeah, that, that may just be her. She just yeah, And they said she's had a little bit of um, some difficulty recently with the hot weather, so they've had to sort of um, help her out there with putting a few extra fans. Yep. So maybe she just had a bit of an, an off day and yeah, come you know, race day. Well, as, as I said, I, you know, with horse trainers, your dad's one of them, the bloods, they do all the bloods. There's so many, as the trainer said, there's so many checks and balances done on these horses to make sure they go when they go to the races, they're 100%. And they know her well. So and there was, a, there was a really good video on Wolfden actually with Ben Gleeson about just pretty much like a morning in the life. And uh, they, they really shed some light on how they sort of treat Imperatrice. And obviously, she's she's the best horse there. So she's getting looked looked over all the time. But I would have thought if she, they think that that trial, that sounds like they don't think the trial was no. that big a deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Fascinating because if you if you think oh she's she's going well enough um, you could get it like a dollar sixty off her yeah, ratings if yeah. you wanted to and you could go the other way and go oh it's not going well I want to be against it so oh I didn't I didn't really have a huge opinion in the race I thought Espiona trialed very well I think she'll run a good race and head to the new market private eye I think he's well I was going to ask Walt Walt's the private eye man you know Joe Pride's never scared when he we always respect him if he brings one down here and he wants to come and take it on so what do you reckon Walt it's not a thousand meters no it's not a, a barrier troll for yeah, the new he's, he can win but he's I don't know why he's second favourite. Hmm. Yeah, he's, he's definitely like, yeah. She was running through brick walls last last time in Bellini Patina. Uh, Cylinder, obviously, got to have a bit of a look at uh, the three-year-olds. He trolled really I, well. I would have thought. And I, if you forgive the call. The- oh, he scooped just on the Godolphin horses. Well, what are, there's something about the other ones there. What about Zapateo and Kin, uh, the Kalos? The other, like, you know, there's the, they've got them right or something's changed there because. Fresh. They're fresh. They're not finishing fresh. the course in Sydney. They're dead set going like absolute crabs in Sydney. They're going horrendous. Well, whatever they're doing down here, like those things I just savaged the other day, like Kalos and Zapatel and that one. Fresh. Perfect setup for for Kalos. Kin, no uh, one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. the two-year-olds are struggling in Sydney. They're sort of doing a lot wrong. They just don't seem to be on song. So it's weird that they're going well down there. Maybe it's a... Uh, yeah, they got a they got a new man down in Flemington. Oh, yes. Who we got? Uh, Nassim. Nassim. So. Nassim. Interesting. That that might have something to play with it, but yeah, their their Melbourne horses seem to be going well enough. So Cylinder mm. seems the one here that might have the most intent. Like he had the blinkers on in the recent jump out. He was down the straight, D Lane on here. They could have waited for the Oakley Plate. Like he'd be so well in an Oakley Plate, and they're coming here. Like it just feels like they're they got a bit of kitchen sense of timing sink. with him. Yeah, mm. get like full kitchen sink. Maybe get the group. Try and get the group one. With maybe a few of those horses like Imperators and Private Eye who are better horses, but they could be underdone. And he's a, he is a thousand meter horse, you would imagine, especially against him. There doesn't look a lot of speed, is there? Like there's a bit, but not not crazy. That'd nah, be pretty bunched. No speed. Yeah. So that that'll make nah. it. You know, if there's no speed and there's only three or four lengths between them, like to, to Private Eye and Espiona, like those horses with huge turn of foot, so they really come into play, or if 
does mm. you know Damien Lane see that the way he's riding recently and go I'm going to make this a bit more of a test and get these horses out of their comfort zone on a horse that's first up blinkers on um, jumped out like a rocket down the straight like yeah great race super 200 race. meter turn of 40 is different to thousand too though isn't it like those those real sharp horses they all run 33 or whatever you know like your private eyes just sort of they blend in over a thousand whereas they look like winks over 1200 1400 it's uh yeah, it's a good race mm. I thought the the 1,000-meter horse could be unstoppable. It's had Zach Payne all its life, got too far back, which is just uncharacteristic uh, beach. I'm going to have to go back and watch the replay, but instead of sort of sitting handy last time, um, I'm unstoppable. He's gone back to sort of ninth, got held up and sort of flashed late against uh, Osmosis. Now gets car, perfect jockey, and uh, I I thought maybe he's a 1,000-meter horse and I'd be playing around the three-year-olds before I stepped into the dollar eighty. For, well, why uh, doesn't she just gap him? Who's that? The the favourite. The favourite. And Bella Nipotina looks like the only danger to me. But anyway, mm. yeah, that's if, if uh, Cylinder, I think, will be a kitchen sink job. But I just don't know if they're as good as her. I just, uh, surely old Kingsley steps in, has his $3.7 million on it, starts at $1.40. The Wolfden's favourite horse, and they write a movie after it. They might be writing a movie about if it gets beat. If he's having a bad run, he just might go well. But if we're getting out today, boys, <laughs> throw the bomb. Oh, it's going to be – we should just get That's a camera. That's the thing. Like, I think it's a really – like you're going to get a dollar ninety probably on the day, maybe even $2. Like That's a real attractive price to to have that play because if you just take her off her, her most recent form, like – that's it. How does she get beat? And that's sometimes a good one, yeah. Take, yeah, take it off don't, form. Don't grey up. Don't listen yeah. to the outside noise and just look at the ratings. Which is The Wolf Den boys weren't down there filming its last trial day, were they? They didn't put the heavy shoes on and uh, just so that they could <laughs> drop an atomic <laughs> bomb first shoes, up. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> that I, would be a good story. I would I would pay my $22 to go and sit and watch that one. I, I would rather sit in between DK and Walt and give double wristies than taking even money about Imperatrice. I would absolutely not do if it. If you knew it was on song? Yeah, there's too. no chance I'd, I'd take that. There's so many other bets across the like, across the country than jamming into that at a dollar eighty. Just buy a beware. I love it. I love it. I love, huh? it. I love the thought of it. Hot tower lube and all. Punningform.com.au is uh, the best uh, step you can take to uh, taking form more serious. Transition to a full-time punter. Learn about the benchmarks. We watch uh, your tapes. You've got the data to back you up so you can't be tricked and uh, teased by uh, fake news. And uh, it's definitely been a game changer for me. So punningform.com.au is uh, what I trust. And you guys should uh, dip your toe in the water if you haven't tried it. And I can't breathe without it. And it'll... uh, change your whole perspective on racing and you'll start having an idea because there's a lot of people in racing that have got absolutely no idea and come out and bag jockeys and they are a mile off the mark on uh, various other shows. I won't know them, but uh, you can probably figure it out. John O'Neill, why would you bag John O'Neill? You're not a good bloke, are you? Anyway, Zara's giving me a clip, so that's good to see. Randwick uh, race seven, big uh, asterisks on the uh, the weather and it's the Apollo Stakes Group 2. Fangirl's the favourite here. 215. Uh, I'm not sure if she's a wet track horse. The uh, best is definitely not on wet tracks. She went through that spate of bad form on wet. But she's 215 favourite here anyway with J Mac. Militarises 480 for Karen. Not sure where Marrera is, but I uh, think at over 650. Buckaroo, 650. Lindemann, $8.50. Cascadian, $12. Attractable. $18, and then you've got Navajo Peak, the uh, the giant killer, and then Arapaho well outside the gate looking for uh, a miracle or a bit of a pipe opener there. But um, militarized trial is what we're going to have a look at here, Walt, and he's just sort of sitting. Three wide just behind him. Fifth. 
So it's been jumping really well. First trial, no blinkers jumped really well, was up there, sort of uh, got a little bit tired or they easy on it late. Then this one, uh, yeah, they, they whacked the blinkers on, which I think's a, a good intent. I think that's Buckaroo back on the inside. Is it, think it over just inside. They're, they're all sort of in there together. Is that fangirl down on the outside? Yeah, that's fangirl, yeah. Down the outside. So they're all there. I'm just banking on intent here. I'm definitely banking on the rain coming because, uh, you know, the firmer the track, the more dangerous fangirl certainly will be. I think she won a... Very similar race to this first up last time on a softish. I think it was a six. It was a little bit better than that uh, potentially. But, you know, like a six or a seven would probably be ideal for the militarized. I can see him camping right behind. I don't think he'll be behind uh, Fangirl. I'd say he'd be fourth, fifth here, hopefully. Um, McAvoy is the scary one. You know, he, started, he looked unbelievable there a week or two ago. And then on Wednesday, we saw he was back to sleepy, K-Mac. So hopefully... K-Mac gets the pre-workout into him before this race and, and jams and militarise right behind the leaders. And uh, it's just the intent of this is the first time he's had blinkers on early in his prep. There's no doubt they want him to win these sort of races from a cult perspective and just sort of to be winning each prep. He hasn't won for a while. He only won one time last prep. So uh, there's a much bigger carrot for the Waller crew to have this horse ready to go straight off the bat here and and um, and work his way through the prep compared to, say, Fangirl, who... Uh, you know, if she's just she's she's done enough, and if she if she wins, they'll be happy, but they they won't be too concerned if the colt beats her home. I don't think uh, Lindemann tried really well, a few of them tried well, but I'm just banking on him having the the class over. He definitely does need that rain to arrive. I would say like six seven would be absolutely ideal for him. She still can rate okay on um, the, the 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 wet tracks, but she can. But she's going to be back, sort of giving him three or four length start um, on this surface, and he wasn't in that. So I think he's just. Yeah, I just – I'm not going to say she's going to have a pra- – I, I wouldn't be surprised to be scratched. Or, I don't know. what the, if, if, it, if it was wet just to get Militarise home. Mm. I think it's worth a lot of uh, money to everyone if this horse wins and I think he's just – this is his race, whereas this may not be hers. Okay. Just a – got to take a line, haven't you? Yeah. I've got um, no firm opinion here. You boys? I, the the first thing I thought when I saw Militarise in the yard was wet tracker. So if he gets that on Saturday, and obviously you saw that throughout the the autumn last year when he um, put up the, the picket fence late there in the uh, the Champagne and a few of those races. So yeah, the, the wetter the better for him. He's just that's just that's the first thing you think when you see him. He's just a little nimble horse that will swim. So that's definitely a big advantage for him on Saturday. And he doesn't have a mad turn of foot. He's a builder, isn't he? Like he, he needs that wet to to have an advantage over Fangirl because she will out sprint him on hard, fast ground. But you know, fourteen bit soft. I think he'll be able to sort of get through the gears a bit more, and she'll struggle to reel him in. Mm. Oh, yeah, I think he's a, yeah, he's a bloody good horse. But um, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm put scared it- that you're not horned up because you're a big militarized man. Oh, I just haven't got that far now. That I'm oh, sorry, Gawler, Gawler, Morphville, and all those Gawler. sort of things. It's um, it's a bit tricky for me. <laughs> Race uh, eight is the uh, the light finger surprise. This isn't a uh, a group one. Jesus, uh, nearly uh, fitting of one. Tis invincible three dollars sixty. Uh, learning to fly four dollars. Mumbai Mew seven dollars. Arctic Glamour seven fifty. Kamachi eight dollars. Fasil nine fifty. Autumn Ballet uh, fourteen dollars. Uh, Christilli um, seventeen dollars. And then Steffi Magnetica is uh, nineteen dollars. But um, we're going to have a look at learning you to fly. You missed about half the runners there. That was one of your worst reading out of prices ever. Okay, tell us uh, why you're uh, fancy. So she's had an issue. Obviously, she's like 334 days off, uh, 1,200 with the prospect of a wet track. First up off a long break would normally send me into a coma. 
But um, obviously got a big opinion of this horse. But she's had three trials. Apparently, she's been in work for like six months. So uh, whereas normally a horse like this would be certainly under the gun fitness-wise and, and giving it away to horses off shorter uh, breaks, I think they've just taken their time with this horse. There's no way in the world they're risking her running on any sort of soft ground if she's not absolutely ready to go. And um, I, I think that she's going to run extremely well here. Chad does send shivers down my spine, but um, from a wide draw, wet ram, I don't think it really matters. Uh, she's been jumping extremely well. She'll position herself somewhere sort of in that first third of the field, I would say. And whilst she's invincible, it's a big, strong thing that's very scary here. I'm, I'm hoping with the wet ground and, and the base that I think I believe learning to fly hatch is going to be very hard to beat here. Any thoughts, uh, Nico? I haven't got that that far yet. Gee, she looks like a beast in her trial. Just love the way she moved there late, really strong through um, just her back end. She looks like a cult looking at it, the vision there. So um, it'll be interesting to see how she goes. Uh, but by the, uh, the stallion at the moment, Justified, he's absolutely flying, isn't he? Stormboy just bolted into trial. So, um, yeah, there's probably a bit of intent there as well now with Coolmore buying into him, owning her. So, um yeah, there could be there could be a lot of intent there first up. I reckon there'll be some serious intent with Justify's uh, stallion price increase uh, uh, next season. Holy cow, it could go through the roof. But yeah, I, she's always looked like so far developed. And I, I, I hate when they have these breaks, but it might be the making of her. She could be a real star. And I doubt we'll, you know, if, you, if you're right, uh, I don't think we'll be getting 450 about her in too many races like this if, uh, if he falls on track. How's my form? I had the opportunity to buy into a Justify weanling that was going to be like prepped up and uh, sold at the yearling sales this year. I thought, oh, no, I'll, I'll give it a miss. And now, now they'll probably all make 200, 300,000 no matter what they look they'll, like. They'll make 200 on spec, won't they? They really yeah. will. It's going to be absolutely, you know, carnage. Every time a Justify comes through, if it's got four legs, it's going to, yeah, it's going to have six figures. So it's going to be interesting. So I've, I've missed my chance there. Lucky you've got unlimited, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, well, they'll just come back round through the next sale. Cabalus is prime example. Yeah, that's it. Hey? Exactly. Sounds like me with... Um, and I he's a, a cult. When I had a mare, I lit up a wood end, went out to uh, uh, see Written Tycoon, locked in the 11,000, 11,000 for, uh, for the fee, and then uh, then cast, I was cast, I didn't have the 11. So I said to Suman Hedge at the time, mate, I'm cast, and we're going to have to pull the pin on that. Next thing, they're 100,000, 100, and they're all going for 200,000 in the yearling sales. So, yeah, that's that's my one as well, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to betting us, <laughs> not, not getting the breeding way. Stay in your lane. I've got no good breeding stories. They're, they're all, they're all <laughs> that's a ones. brutal caper. It's a game of numbers. Outstanding stuff. If you want more of Johnny's analysis, head to racingwatch.com.au, and you can uh, jump in the Discord chat there, or you can get the, uh, the Telegram service. Uh, what six or nine dollar winner yesterday? Uh, Tommy Berry, good Tommy. He scared me. Yeah. The old jump in front. I'm like, what are you doing, Tommy? But uh, he's riding well. Oh, yeah, you know he is. He's yeah, especially back in the field. But he's he's riding well, and everyone who knows me that knows that'll pain me to say it. But he's probably the form jockey of Sydney at the moment. Mm. Cracking, uh, cracking fields there at uh, Randwick on Saturday. Uh, Alenci is back. Bonus Notches, Samana. Uh, King of Sparta, yeah, some uh, some really good horses returning. It's just so. all about that rain, isn't it? Like you mm. probably nearly got to do the form two different ways, and and depends what happens. It's probably going to be you know whether it's testing or firm or bottomless. It's it's probably three different ways, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's somewhere in the middle, and we can have some idea what's going to happen. 
hold on to your nuts and see what happens. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, Hobart is uh, on the quick backup from uh, their cup uh, meeting last week. So they've got a couple. They've got two in a row. And then we head to uh, Launceston for the midweek stream. So no rest for the wicked, Nico. They're uh, flogging you this summer. I'm going to duck out for this segment if you're showing that replay, mate. It's too soon. Race two, the Kevin Sharkey have made it over four. Yeah. <laughs> it happens a couple of times a week. It's... No, this was bad. And then to throw the protest in when it was just like, it was embarrassing. It was the ride. Hobart race two, Kevin Sharkey maiden, 1430 metres. And the replay we're going to have a look at here for this one is Captain Taz. Talk us through it, Nico. Yeah, well, it was a bit of a BBQ job here. Um, sort of went forward and then couldn't get in, sat outside, well, three outside the leader, sort of half guarding there, hits the front, long way out, and then... This horse on the inside in the red cap kicks back to beat it. Uh, Rahaz, who's oh, took 20 starts to win a maiden pretty much. So um, I think this is quite a strong race. The horse flashing home in the yellow, them's the break. She's got a fair bit of talent. And even the horse back in the yellow to the fence had really good trial form as well. So Captain Taz, just that just didn't work out for him at all from the wide draw. Now he goes barrier number five up to 1,400 meters. They take the blinkers off which I think may be a positive for this horse. And then um, they have him on the quick back up, up in distance. So um, small field, draws middle gate, just should lob in a lovely position. I think he might be a bit like the horse we tipped the other day, Loudmouth, um, just probably gets the job done due to a lack of opposition. His opposition is probably Matus, but he's, he's an emergency and he probably won't get a run. So this would be quite short, I would have thought. I'd be expecting sort of evens, but I think you can probably just jam into some multis and uh, maybe even kick off your Sunday that way early in the card and yeah, off his last run, or probably one of the strongest maidens you'll see in Tasmania. Um, he definitely should have won it, and now he comes to a weaker race up in distance, 1,400, quick back up, just, just a lot of ticks for that horse. So should be getting the job done, Captain Taz. Outstanding race two, so it'll be evens into a dollar fifty if uh, your recent form's anything to go by. Race three at Hobart is the uh, Kasaya Alice Millinery, benchmark 68 over 16.50. Bit of a mouthful, that one. But uh, the horse that you like here is Dante's in the yellow yeah, well, this this was even sicker. I think this should have bolted in on this day. He just held up desperately for a run here. Um, this was his first time getting to sixteen hundred meters. He's quite a smart horse, this Dante. So I think he might have debuted on that meeting, one of those meetings last year, and um, he's really sort of wasted his race through the grades. This campaign gets out late, flashes home. Uh, maybe with a more senior rider on, he could have won that race with a bit more aggression late. But he was really strong through the line. Hallett's no. You know, getting beat by Hallett, he's sort of at that sort of level um, and would be in this right in play in this race. And I just thought in a race with Caliber Falls, who's a winner on the quick backup as well, but uh, he's a bit suspect getting out to 1,600 metres. He's a winner at 14 the other day and even his form with previous stables, um, he's sort of got out over a distance of 1,500 metres twice and been unplaced in both occasions. So I think he's a risk at a mile. And then Dante's probably has a little bit more upside than his three other stalemates in Rich Clan and Yarra Master. So uh, hopefully Taylor gets gets it right on Sunday. Uh, just keeps him out of trouble from barrier number four, which will be one of the outside draws here in the small field. And uh, yeah, I think he just might have a bit more upside than his rivals, Dante. So following up our money after a sick beat last start. Probably get odds on odds on again. Yeah, I think you can just you can probably jam into each other if you want to play a double or put them into some multis. I think they both should be winning. So there just wasn't a lot of other races. There's only seven races and the card really lacks a lot of depth. The rail's out a long way um, and there's small fields. So I think it might be a day just to to look for the short end there and uh, John Keyes and 
uh, our man Perez get the job done in the first and then hopefully Johnny Key's race to race double with Dante's. Too simple. All right, Taz Racing Form Plus Pro is very simple. It's uh, free to join at the tazracing.com.au website. They've got uh, the additional race replays. They've got the stewards uh, vision also. So it's uh, all for free there and you can build your own black book or get the SMS alerts on your phone or via email. So a couple of options for you to choose. Uh, I've said it probably five times, but Launceston Cup stream, make sure you join that one 28th of Feb and I think it's going to be uh, a fun little stream and uh, we'll dust the cobwebs off and hopefully uh, give Top Sport a bit of a uh, an uppercut and a, uh, a, a flogging. But um, it's time for Donnie's Best. G'day, lads. Donnie here with this week's Best Bets. Uh, Eagle Farm, go to race seven, Sharp Dazzler. I think it's going to go good, this horse. It was good last start, winning over the same track and distance in a maiden. It's not much harder here. I think the couple of favourites a little bit vulnerable and too short, so $16 each way is very good value. And Randwick, right, race one, enriched to place at $2.20. A little bit of a curveball there. So Eagle Farm, race seven, uh, Sharp Dazzler. I think it definitely a race that's up for grabs, multiple chances there. So interesting that he's playing that way. And then race one, enriched the place. So that's T. Berry, $13, $2 the place against Shanghai Express and then Switzerland. Yeah. You watch your trial against the fate of the top weight, you'd say how they that far apart. So I can understand completely where Donnie's coming from there. I thought the one down the bottom is the other horse. Fly, 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 or fly, 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 fly. It, um, it's trialed like a rocket too. I thought the top one might be vulnerable there. All that, uh, what's it called, the million-dollar gift race, all that form hasn't looked spectacular. So Ruta Royal went all right. Yeah, I still think it's only a horse, you know. I don't think any I don't think that's standout form compared to other Snitzeland form. Again, the horse second horse Castagna came out and won, but I'm not sure if that's A grade form either. So the two, I, I like his thinking here. Those two first starters could be Johnny on the spot in this race and, and give the race a run. I yeah, personally I thought the top he might be a little bit vulnerable and sort of exotics with those two two roughies is not a bad play. Bit of a hothead Shangri-La Express as well. Yeah, has a bit of a sweat. horses are nightmares, aren't they? Like they troll and they just look a bit not lethargic, but they sort of get up there and that, and they're just sort of working their fitness up. And then race day, they you know they they pick up. But he just yeah, mate, a little bit chinky. Reggie inside might be smelly. Looks a good race to 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 look a bit wide in. I like where Donny's gone there. Outstanding, he's deadly when he goes uh, into Sydney. Love Empires last week at Canterbury, so. Seeing them okay, our man Donnie. And Top Sports team have been seeing them okay. Australia was uh, the big winner. And this week they've got a few here. So interesting bet this one. Flemington race eight, number three. Bellany Patina, two, 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 at $10. And the big P, the big partial jobby here. So obviously a very sharp cat is just oh, trying to go bang, 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 bang. back, one of the two. Mm. Partial door. Yeah, so anyway, that's the story. Into 550. So Boogie's taking no chances now with her. Flemington race six, number 12. Uh, Logiska, I'm going to call it. 500 at uh, $9.50 in race six, Nico. DK, I think yeah, you know more about this horse than me. Well, it went good in the maiden. I, I sort of went for the Pushka horse in the maiden because I thought it's got pretty good talent. Um, this smoked it. The Pushka thing did a bit wrong. But then the, alternatively, the Pushka horse was ridden a bit quieter on Sunday at Bendigo. And was a good win, actually. Really good. Um, it was in a race, a little change. But I know he's got a high opinion of it too. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, this you can see why that that rate that that Geelong maiden rated well. Um, this looks like it's got good upside, so you can see why there's a, a good throw up the stumps on this. Declan, mate, sorry for Kieran Ma. So that's uh, hasn't really moved the price here. So interesting one that. Uh, Randwick race six number two is Samana six hundred at four dollars twenty in the Triscay Stakes. 
Yeah, so it was the horse that sat wide up on speed in a looked like the biggest win in the history of the world mm. in the, the Gold Coast Magic Millions race. After the race, the race was a little bit poxy, but still the effort was incredible. And its first up run at Gosford as a while was great. Just looks like a bit of a freaky sort of horse that could have, you know, incredible upside. Wet track will suit it. Uh, there's another horse in that race. Uh, Same Majeet? No, the wall, I don't worry about it. The Waller one, what's it called? Alentia. No, Alentia. Uh, Alentia is the other horse that's got solid wet track form. But I'd be siding with this one if the rain came just because it's got that sort of residual and you know, I think it's um, going to run really well. Ran with race 10, number nine, Thunderlips, 2000 at $3. This is all the Cabalus form. Yeah, well, it went like a busted first up and then changed the tactic, set outside the leader and smashed him second up. Uh, Bjorn probably is training at about 114% uh, uh, strike rate at the moment, not profit on turnover. I think they're winning before they even kick off. Uh, so he's hard to oppose and that race is absolutely poxed. So there's a good chance it'll, it'll run well. I haven't done the race properly, to be honest, but yeah, certainly not knocking it. Uh, mm. It's last start effort, sitting outside the leader, left in front early and just smashed him. Yeah, it looks uh, completely wide open and up for grabs, that one. That's uh, the lot. And it's the last race, Burn in the last. So I'm tipping the mug, are we tipping it? Gulf he wrote the mug or something, isn't he? Wasn't he gloating the other day? Hasn't he crowed it? He tips Bjorn in the last every race. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's the, so that's what that's he does. Bjorn was eight in a row. Yeah. Or seven in a row, whatever it is. Yeah, it's well, crazy. He kicks into left us. Most do, but. Has he left us, has he? Yeah. When, when well, did he stop? Well, Donnie. We subbed in Donnie. Oh. Super sub. Sorry. Poor Donnie. <laughs> Super Dawn. At least we're back. At least, at least Donnie's actually graced us with his 15-second video this week. I loved it. I love the uh, little bit of the panning of the uh, the camera there. Just gave us a bit of a look over the fence. Uh, DK, you're on a roll. Uh, Flint, French flirt, packing him. What do you got for yeah, us this week? Yeah, That was good. Pissed him. That's how you wanted to win at those odds. So, uh, no light uh, this week. Uh, there is actually a mile maiden. There is a mile maiden at Mooney Valley tomorrow night. So, that was the starting point. Um, and uh, I couldn't get past the thing. I was hoping actually for better odds because a few of them have sort of got placings all alongside their names. But... Uh, Lim, Limburg there, I think it's 1-8 Limburg. Um, they did, oh, well, the data blokes knocked the price straight off, so you can't control that. But um, uh, So he's, he's pretty short. But um, his form, so his, his, this is a maiden. His form all ties in. So the, he's, he's in a mile maiden at Mooney Valley. And you remember, and last time he ran in a, over a mile at Mooney Valley was in the Stutt Stakes. And he led, and three horses, only three horses got past him. Verdad, Griff. And Autumn Angel. Autumn Angel won the Ethereal. Verdad's a good horse, and Griff, of course, won the Guineas. Um, he went to the paddock. I think he, they gelded him. Um, he returned the other day and got beaten by Etat Brute, who had to reel off the best sectionals of the day and has come back like a star that's running up against King Colorado. So, again, the top three-year-old form. Um, and uh, Much better suited at Mooney Valley, of course. It's coming off the first up run at Sandown. I like it round a bend. I think it's more a leading type. It's going to hug the rail fitter. I mean, you got Ceremony, so I took on the other day. It's That was a gut buster. So it's now getting deep in its prep off a gut buster. Drawn poorly. Princess P is a bit one-paced. Dragoon's going all right, but it's now, it's, I think, it's sixth run for the prep. They've all run seconds and thirds, you know. So um, I think they're just sort of maidens. This thing's got the form that ties in with the real good three-year-olds. So um, short but sweet. Um, hopefully just jump to the front and say, see you later. Limburg. It's an interesting one. It, uh, it's how often... You look at the stats and go, oh yeah, this you know this jockey's going awful. And I think someone come out and said how bad uh, the Hawks camp are going. And then next thing you know, they go bang, bang, bang. We did it, Carlene, 
last episode or a couple of weeks ago, then she came out and rode one or two or three winners. So maybe Hawks can turn it around because they're going like an absolute buster, aren't they? Well, all they, they've just got nice horses. Like they've got they're several half million dollar horses. It's just it doesn't it makes sense yeah, this, that when the penny this was drops, seven, they drop. This, this was three quarters of a million or something. This thing. Mm. But I just noticed the other day there's a Sandow meeting and they're sort of lightly raced horses all resume. They're all sort of getting home, all right? They all yeah, ran Fury all right. Fury was good as well from the back. Yeah, Fury. And it's in I, – I had a look at it tomorrow night because it's in tomorrow night, but it's drawn 11. So I'm just worried about – and there's a thing of – there's an Apache cat thing. You ever see it? The thing of Greg Urell's, the four white feet and the big white blaze looks like Apache cat. Oh, but, ha- happy, but, happy Link. Happy Link, Jay yeah. Carr gate one. So I didn't know about – did you see his maiden win the other day? Kyneton, first starter. The thing that won the other day. Did you see it? G Urell. Yeah. No. Just put six on him in the in the last 150 metres. Went like a Learjet. So, uh, yeah, very wary of the first starter. So more pressing out to the mile. You're sort of less first starters to worry about. But uh, anyway, not my not my sort of big cup of tea, Fonk at the short, but uh, I'll uh, I'll go with Lindbergh. Well, at least this horse has got the good map, and I think that's the key to this one. That's the key, uh, Scoot. Settling Moody position. Valley. Well, under the well. belt too. Well, what do they do to Buddy Macarena? Up, up, upwards into his prep against horses deep in their preps. You know, he's got a few, got a few ticks. Jay Childs, great leader jockey. So, yeah, you can't win this. They should be leaving him there. Yeah. They seem to love buying giant horses. I don't know big what horses. it is. They seem to have a lot of big horses, and then they don't like to sort of pressure them. They like to ride Drag them quiet. Drag the back. Oh, they drive you mad, and they oh, yeah, they're the, probably one of the hardest stables to catch. Hopefully we've caught them this time. The Tool's 35 at Top Sport, so make sure you steam in and get your weekend started. Uh, we'll put you, we'll probably put yours in the uh, the Top 2 special there, DK. We rarely get to uh, go in there, so we went on a bit of a run for a while, and I think we hit the skids last week, but I think we'll go on three or four in a row prior to that. So we'll put him in, and we might put him with King Colorado as the uh, the, the top the top two moral. That's sick. What's that? Backmarker, dirty backmarker, everything. Oh, that's disgusting. It's, it's beautiful. Oh, disgusting. He's going to go straight to the outside. There'll be one go, person take the special all week. You. Hey? Yeah. It'll be you. Mate, I'm telling you, I think he's, you I, I think he's a really good horse. Mm. Really good horse. He is a real good horse. He is a real good horse. Yeah, it's just got Cox Plate. He's got the Cox Plate for him. I just and... get, well, Laura and Mara just drive you mad trying to run. I think you might be right. He might be a 400 meter mile, but that doesn't mean he's not trying to get it ready for a 2400 meter race. You know, they just do it all the time. Anyway, we'll see. I think he'll be winning. So, yeah, me and DK will get the top two special across the line. No doubt about it. Make sure you support all the boys uh, if you're betting this weekend. Nico's stuff, uh, Wild Stuff, the syndicate uh, for me and Donnie and Nico. And uh, hopefully uh, we start off on a positive note tomorrow night. And uh, enjoy Taylor Swift, uh, DK. Yeah, Taylor's oh, yeah, It's all about Tay-Tay. Oh, yeah, big weekend. Anyway, <laughs> Sunday night. Can't wait. Taking me a little Avery, six-year-old. Was she seven-year-old? So um, she's bouncing off the walls. Can't wait to get to see Tay-Tay. Looking forward to it. Bit stiff back, didn't go. Nico, are you taking the misses? Taylor Swift? No, she's going without me, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> Not your go. I just want to see the production. The production will be something something out of, the, out of this world. Like I saw Ed Sheeran's one there, and I'm expecting big things from this one, so look out. Mm. Most of us need a spell from Taylor after the Super Bowl. Hope you have a great weekend on the punt. Enjoy uh, Auden's back and uh, things are uh, heating up in New South Wales and uh, Victoria. It's good to see. Finally, some changes ahead. See you next week.